Coming out of Egypt, coming out of Sodom. Bunch of know-it-alls. Uh, I heard it all before, I just never had the presence of God in my life until now. I had a brain full of Egyptian sorcery and I thought I knew something in my own brain. Turns out my meatball was the Antichrist. <laughs> Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk it? That the meatball, the human mind, would be the Antichrist, the 666 mark of a beast, y'all already have it. The only place there is no mark of a beast is in the river of life, truth anyhow. Not complicated stuff, it just costs you your human nature. Diving into the divine nature of Christ called the Holy Spirit life. The blood life of Jesus Christ conceived of the Holy Spirit. As it's written, the virgin shall be with child. And she shall give birth to Emmanuel. You know, it's like my Israeli Dracula. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Every nation, tribe, and tongue. You know, even the, even the Jews. You know, <laughs> you'd think these Christians would love Jews. They don't. I've been around Christians. You know, the Ku Klux Klan is a Christian organization. <laughs> It's not real Christianity. I think I can get an amen on that. But, you know, they used to call themselves, you know, white Christians. You know, and we got black Christians. The Church of God in Christ, the Kojic. And then we got the Assemblies of God Christians. And we got white Christians, red Christians, yellow Christians, black Christians. All up in their own little church buildings. Uh-huh. Tell me about it. Man, I've dealt with all of it. I've dealt with all Christendom. And it's a mess, y'all. It is the biggest mess in the whole world. There's nothing even close. It makes U.S. politics look like child's playing contrast. Dealing with the nation's politics, dealing with the nation's economics, you know, is nothing compared to the mess of Christendom. i tell you the truth. Christianity is the biggest mess in the whole world. And I love it. I'll be right in the thick of it every day in the trenches. Just paw some guts and gore on me <laughs> in the name of love. Just pour it on. I don't care how dirty and sticky this love is. I don't care how messy and sloppy this agape is. This greasy grace. It don't even matter. I don't care. I mean, I'm around so many critical, judgmental accusational Christians every day of full-time ministry last 11 years I have seen it all there's not one new thing I have seen in several years because we burned through so many millions and millions of Christians broadcasting in nine years and you know my love has only grown you know my love did not wax cold in the day of the Lord I grew in love. That's the difference between me and other ministries. I didn't get a hardened heart dealing with all this religious crap and rebellious crap everywhere and everyone having so many problems everywhere. Uh-uh. I just said, I know my God is big enough to deal with all this mess in Christianity. Of every nation, every tribe, every tongue, every denomination, everyone comes with a head full of doctrines. Everyone comes with a head full of theologies. Everyone comes literally thinking they're right. 
<laughs> and I've had to deal with so much self-righteousness, y'all. And I've had to deal with my own self-righteousness at the same time, so it's a double-edged sword. It's cutting my mind, and it's cutting your mind, and it's just fine. That's how God wants it. Two-edged, not one-edged. I'm not just cutting you. Anyone that speaks the words of God cuts themselves at the same time. You know, you kind of have to be a little bit masochistic to be a minister because you're ministering the two-edged sword, the sword of the Spirit. What is it? The Word of God. The Word of God. It is written, is a two-edged sword. It is the flashing sword of the tree of life. And the guarding cherubim, they're working here nonstop. They're flashing. Instead of flashing with confusion in the second heaven sorcery of starlight, you'll be flashing with healing and deliverance now every single one of you every day. You know, a lot of you are just raptured, caught up into it. You don't even know what's going on. You know, the world is changing around you so fast. It's like faster than you even want to change. But hey, not my will, but yours be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? You know? For so often, we wanted to control everything because we don't really have that much faith and we don't really trust God to have something better for us than what we can imagine in our own minds. But He really does have better plans for us than anything we can expect, imagine, or pray for by the dunamis resurrection of the dead power that works inside our hearts called the Spirit of Holiness, Ephesians 2.20 Amplified, it is written. We have that Ephesians 2.20 energy. We have the river of life, the Revelation 22 river of life. The final revelation for this generation is God has given us an infinite river of Zoe, divine, immortal energy and life from His throne that is washing away all the starlight of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, all the bewitchment in our minds. It's washing it all away into the lake of fire. We have been so bewitched with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that only has the appearance of good, but after we eat from it, we die. You know, like every single pulpit we've eaten from, with only a few small exceptions in our entire lives. I know, because I've eaten from all of them. I was trained by the apostles and prophets, you guys. I was trained by the Assemblies of God, I was trained by the Charismatic Church, and then I was trained by the Glory Stream. Literally. By the best of the best of all the ministers in the entire world. And I still have many, many friends in full-time ministry. We are not Lone Rangers. We are Gideon's 300. I talk to the most powerful ministers in the world quite frequently. <laughs> People just don't understand that this thing is all networked. And we're like a redwood forest. You know, they don't understand at first and they try to figure it all out, but man, this is the kingdom of heaven. It's not for your thinker, it's for your drinker. God wants you to have your own adventure and not just at all explain to you and just make it so that, you know, you don't have to do anything. You just sit there on your couches, sit there on your computer chairs, sit there, you know, and just eat and drink. No, He wants you to have your own experiences, your own unfolding revelations, your own feasting, and your own adventures. This is the wildest, most crazy adventure ever, being a true 
Christian of the Holy Ghost. There's nothing greater than this. You know, eating and feasting and drinking, then leaving your house and going out there. Man, I wonder what's going to pop today. It's the funnest thing every single day. I've been doing this for 18 years, going from one degree of glory to a greater degree of glory every single day for 18 years. And it hasn't always been such dynamic increases. It used to be more gradual because my heart and mind couldn't handle it because I wasn't drinking enough. Now it's just the fullness of the river of life. John 7:38 through my heart and mind. Boom. Through all creation every day. And it's like, I don't know what it's going to take, how much more glory it's going to take, but we'll be flying through the air like Superman real soon. We won't have to walk anymore. God's divine abilities of the angel of the Lord are in us. I mean, I'll be walking around and the glory will be so strong that I swear I'm levitating, like I'm not even touching the ground. This like every day for years, but it's been really considerably getting stronger in 2017 to any day it's going to be liftoff and I'll just be flying like Superman. And not just me, everyone that's with me, all Joel's army. The divine abilities of our Father are in us. What is Jesus Christ capable of doing? Have you been born of Jesus Christ, born of His seed? 1 John says, you've been born of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God that cannot sin. So if that mustard seed of faith grows up in you by drinking the river of life, your faith grows up to be the largest, largest of the garden plants, and you have all His divine abilities working in you powerfully. You've been filled with the Godhead and made full by the Spirit of Holiness, by the roots of David in your heart, healing your heart blood, in your heart DNA, in your heart life, and the bright morning star in your soul, healing your soul castle, the interior castle of your soul. God's dwelling on earth is in your souls and in your hearts. We are the temples of the Holy Spirit that make up the temple of the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb through all creation. Not just earth, not just mid-heavens of the stars, but above the stars in the third heaven, chiefly. That's primary. You know, not on earth as it is in the second heavens, on earth as it is in the third heavens. That's where the glory is. That's where the throne of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ is. That's where the 24 elders are. That's eternity. That's where the Garden of, of Eden is. That's where Mount Zion is, the city of innumerable angels, heavenly Jerusalem, where the Lamb's book of life is and all your names written with the blood of Jesus and God the Father's book of life. He's got a book with your name in it. Amen? And as you grow in faith, your name gets famous in the third heaven. In the book of Ezekiel, it says, even if the legendary Daniel were to come, you people couldn't be saved. And they were contemporaries. How cool is that? That one prophet writes about another prophet. They were both alive at the same time <laughs> during, the, during that exodus in Babylon. And they're like, even if the legend... Daniel were to come, you still would have no ch chance of being saved. Ezekiel boasting about his brother in Christ, the brother in anointing, anointing of the oil of gladness that both Daniel and Ezekiel prophesied by. Every true prophet of the Old Testament and New Testament was a prophet by the anointing, which is Christ. Amen? And we're filled with the anointing. The seven spirits of God is our anointing as the sons of God. Today I saw a vision of 
the wine cup of the seven spirits of God. This is the cup of the wine that is the best wine reserved for last. This is the wine of sonship poured upon all of you. Drink it. It's for your hearts, and later on it grows up and transforms and transfigures your minds. Romans 12 verse 2 says, Be transfigured by the renewing of your mind. It has nothing to do with your flesh. <laughs> the flesh is just stardust. It has to do with your spirit and your mind. It has to do with your heart and your soul. <laughs> we value the flesh because we're so full of witchcraft. God doesn't even see the flesh. God never judges a book by its cover. He says, you judge by outward appearances, but I judge by the heart. That's in the red letters of the gospel in the book of Matthew and Luke. God never sees the flesh. That's why he'll send Nazarites like John the Baptist and Samuel that anointed David with the horn of oil and Samson and these men who never cut their hair or their beards. They would have hair down to their feet. And Ezekiel was a Nazarite also. And it says in the book of Acts that the Apostle Paul took a Nazarite vow. These would have been the most hideous, ugly it's, like cousin it, from Adam's family you've ever seen. And be like, that's God's chosen? That disgusting ball of hair? Yep. He's always been that way, shocking a person's mind so he can get them in their hearts so they can be spiritual and not earthly, carnal, unspiritual, and demon-possessed. Loose in Jesus' name. <laughs> be filled with the freedom of the river of life. It is time to get everyone out of religion and rebellion and into the freedom of the river of life right now. It is the most glorious time to be alive. God is doing such a marvelous thing in our day that very few Christians in the entire world even have faith for it. And I'm telling you, if you're listening to the charismatic church, you're not listening to the faith of the sons of God. There is not a single son of God inside Gog and Magog, which are all buildings made by human hands. Acts 7.48 God has never dwelt in buildings made by human hands. Why? Because Hebrews says He writes His laws upon our hearts and our minds. We are the buildings of God. Your hearts are the Holy of Holies and your minds are the inner court. But what is the mind without the Holy of Holies? John 7.38 says, Out of the heart proceeds rivers of living water. Your heart is the holy place. Your heart is the throne of God, as it's written in Revelation. And the throne of God is now with men. Where is the throne of God? Is it out there somewhere? In black space? That is a place of total death and ice-cold hell? No! The throne of God is in your heart. <laughs> it's not in outer space. It's not out there. It's in you. Christ in you. The hope of all glorious things. Satan's chief strategy has been to get all the Christians bewitched right here in their minds, looking for it on the outside. Oh, I can't find it. Life is so hard. I'm so blind. Blind leading the blind, I can't find it. Go to the next conference, go to the next church. Where is he? Where is he? And the whole entire time, the line of the tribe of Judah has been in your hearts. Now open the seven seals and let them out. Your bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. 
Out of your heart proceeds all the river of the throne of God. The cherubim and the seraphim work from within your heart. The tree of life comes from inside you, manifesting through your transfigured souls outwardly so that the leaves of that tree, the manifestation of the sons of God, can heal and cover all nations, all nations, all nations. And as we cover in the love of God, all nations will be healed. And all nations will drink. Let everything that has breath drink the Lord. Let everything that has breath drink the seven spirits of God, the anointing, healing all creation right now in Jesus' name. This is awesome stuff, you guys. Blessed are they who can believe it. Blessed are they who can drink it. For they will metamorphosize and be great in the kingdom of our Heavenly Father right now. In Jesus' name. We could use your support. Ask the Holy Spirit what you can do to support Red Letter Ministries as we grow. We'll cover more and more people. I'm telling you guys, God told me to do Facebook advertisement. We haven't been able to do it for a month and a half because we're still making up for the 25 grand we did through the summer, reaching 45 million. I want to do a couple hundred a day. We can't do it. We're still five grand down. Support this ministry so we can reach thousands, tens of thousands, and hundreds of thousands of souls with this message. This will transform civilization. Donate at redlettermen.com and be blessed. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.